Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good morning from the Pacific Northwest coast of the United States of America. It is Monday, August 28, 2023. It's going to be a great show today. Johnny won't be with us today. He'll be with us tomorrow. We we are blessed to have Robin Bullock uh, with us today. So um, I love that. It's going to be a very important week. I know Derek Johnson is on later this week. It's going to be a a power-packed week. So we seem to be entering in a time when we're upping the level of reveal and and um, yeah I, it's hard to put it we're going to talk to robin about that as well in just a few minutes but uh, we're coming into an important time it feels very um like the the volume's being turned up to what we need to hear and and what we you know what we really need to hear let's put it that way okay so i just got back from the reawaken event i spoke there on saturday and it was fun for some of you that are watching. You saw I got to meet you there. Some of the people that caught up with Doreen and I, especially the last day, we were we were heading out to the, by the side of the tent, and a bunch of people ran up, and we got their picture taken, and we did that. It was very heartwarming to see uh, hear people say how much they appreciate Elijah's dreams, and uh, did our hearts good to meet a bunch of you, uh, even in that short period there. So so hot though. Oh, it was so hot. Anyway, here's what happened. I'm in the speaker's tent on Saturday, and I'm turning. I'm talking to somebody at a table, and I turn around, and here comes Mel Kay and uh, Juan O'Savin, which I didn't know at that point it was Juan because I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know his boots. So here they come, and they are they are kind of have their arms on the back of of all people, Roseanne, the the actor actress. And Mel Kay said, Stevie, this is Roseanne. I didn't, you know, I didn't see it at first. And I go, and I looked at her and I go, Roseanne. And then I started to say, oh, I love, love you. I love what you're doing. And I barely got anything out of my mouth. And she says, I know who you are. I watch you all this time. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and so she was going to go back to the other part of the room. She had some people waiting for her. So we didn't get to stop right then and visit Um much further, but uh, then Juan Osavi came up to me later and said, Roseanne and I want to do the show with you. Uh, we want to do our next show or, you know, a show with you coming up as soon as you can schedule it. And he also said he wanted to do one with Lloyd Brunson because there's things developing in that case again. Case or cases, I don't know what um, where it is, but he said very significant things are happening with that case as well. So it was a fun time. Uh, I'm going to play with, uh, for you a two-minute clip, and thank you, Emily, for helping to put this together. Uh, Roseanne, when she spoke, um, you know, an hour or two later after I met her, then she spoke here. And uh, it's very interesting. Because you won't see this in the clip, but at one point early on, she says, people don't know this, but I'm a rabbi. And some people chuckled. She said, no, I'm really a rabbi. Um, and so I didn't know, you know, which kind of rabbi. And then later on, she said, and for those of you who are Christians, you know, we're going to bring in Jesus. People don't know about the Jewish Jesus. And you, you need to get my podcast, sign up for my podcast. We're going to talk about the Jewish Jesus. So I guess Messianic may be the title, but I don't know for sure if that's if that's what she would call herself. But very spiritual uh, woman. So it'll be fun to have her on the program. So let's go ahead and play that clip from that. The reawaken. Here we go. God will sometimes come and say, Roseanne, I have a job for you to do. And I'm like, oh my God. Can't you get somebody else? 
It never works out good for me when you tell me to do something. Can't, can't get somebody they want to hear it from. He's like, no, it has to be you, Roseanne. I'm like, well, you know I'll do it. So he's like, well, I want you to do it, Roseanne. I want you to go and tell people that I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And that, that's what he wants me to tell y'all, and I, I know you feel it, because these people, they want to shame our God. They, they just get a big thrill out of it every day, shaming us for believing in him, for calling on his name, for having faith in him, for trying to share that faith to help our fellow human beings, to help our children, to keep our country safe to keep our country the country we believe in fought and died for they want to shame that they want to shame god himself in front of our children to tell them that god made them be born in the wrong body this we cannot let go on we cannot let this go on and the good news is that we will not let it go on we don't just want it. We don't just want it to stop. We have the ability to make it stop, and we will make it stop starting here today, right now. Amazing, amazing, powerful, powerful. And now I can say powerful woman of God. Who knew? I didn't know. Uh, but she told that, that whole, it, we actually have that, uh, it's the second day of the conference and she was like three or four two or three hours towards the end is her whole speech it's on our rumble site if you can see we streamed the both days from the reawaken and if you want to see her whole speech um go ahead and, and see that a couple hours before the end of the day and my speech is on there uh, as well and by the way i did give a speech and we played some clips and so that is being put in the description below rumble and possibly in the comments they'll put um, a link to the speech I think it goes live at 1, 1 p.m. If I'm, um, if I'm correct, I think it goes live at 1 p.m. Let me know if that's the case, Paul. Uh, what else do I want to say? Oh, Krista Bullock. This is a good day to say to tell you that Krista Bullock will be on Elijah Fire at 2 p.m. Pacific. So she's a powerhouse. Do not miss that with Jeff. Uh, she's been on there probably as much or more than anyone. So very, very, very popular, well sought after. Uh, yes, yeah, so Krista Bullock, 2, 2 p.m. I think that's all I have today. So it's time to bring in Robert Bullock. So here we go. There he is, Mr. Robin Bullock. Shalom. You didn't know you were probably teaching Roseanne, you know, because you do a lot of the stuff. Did you see that? Yeah, uh, I did, said? man. That excited me. You know, that's cool. I had, yeah, that was exciting. I had, um, we had dog, you know, come to the church not long ago and <clears throat> God is doing some stuff, Steve. Yeah. He's connecting, you know, and she said on the, to the, the larger crowd with her full speech at one point, she said, my kids think I'm crazy because I lay there late at night, just watching the Patriot channels one thing after that. another. So, you know, she's heard you teach and you teach on 
um, many things related to Israel more than probably other guests are. So I bet she really loves you. I mean, I didn't get a chance to talk with her about that, but I bet that's the case. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm glad. I love to see God doing stuff that's just totally out of the box. I mean, yeah. you know me, that's, I like that. I mean, that's good. She tells yeah. great stories. And, you know, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't a fan back in the day because I was in other right. veins or whatever. But then sure. when she got picked on and then kicked off her show, you know, most of us don't realize what went on. And she was in a dark place. And she said yeah. she was in there. Uh, one of those places living with her mom or staying with her mom or something in Salt Lake City, there's a knock on the door and she thought, here they come. They're going to come after me. They're calling me a racist. And it was this group of people of all nationalities and colors. And they just said, we want to tell Roseanne, we love you so much, you know, because she's always <laughs> wow. for the, for the blue collar, for the yeah. down and out, for the poor, for the oppressed. She's, she's a poor justice. And they picked on her mercilessly. You know, Steve, I remember one time uh, this would help Christians. If they'll listen to it, it'll help yeah. them. I uh, I remember one time that um, uh, I had the Lord ask me something. I, he said, well, first he made this statement to me. He said, I'm not nearly as put out with things as you are. <laughs> and I said, I, you know, and I was, I was kind of religious minded, I guess. And I said, I said, uh, you know, religion creeps up on you, man. And I said, <laughs> I said, well, well, what do you, you know, I'm wondering. He said, I'm not nearly as put out with things as you are. And I said, Lord, he said, what's the, what's the vilest word you can think of? Now imagine God asking you. My sister, goodness. I wouldn't even want to say it to him. I said, well, Lord, now this is the way I answered him. Lord, you know what it is. I said, I can't stand to hear anybody take your name in vain. I said, I just can't stand that. I don't like that at all. He said, yeah. He said, but it bothers me for different reasons than it bothers you. Hmm. And he said, you think somebody's cussing me like they would your mama. He said, it bothers me because it's a lie. Oh, wow. He said, that's why it bothers me. It's a lie. So, because God don't damn anything. Oh, there you go. Wow. And he said that, he said, that's a lie. He said, that's why it bothers me. He said, it only bothers you because you think they're insulting me or cussing me like they would your mama. That's and amazing. So when we start seeing things through God's eyes, man, through God's eyes, things look different, Steve. I mean, he sees things differently than, than uh, people do. I remember I was in a camp meeting one time preaching this camp meeting and I'm standing out there and I'm, I'm down below the steps, just walking in front of the people. You know, I, I used to walk a lot when I was preaching and I turned around and looked at this man. And when I turned around and looked, it was like I was looking th- through binoculars like this, Wow! like you'd put your hands up and yeah. done this. And when I looked at him all of a sudden, I said, Lord, what's happening to me inside me? And the Lord said, now you're seeing him through my eyes. And I walked over toward him to lay my hands on him. And he was in stage four cancer. And I walked over toward him to lay my hands on him. And Steve, another him, it looked just like him, leaned out of his body like that and met my hand about a foot away from his head. 
Really? It was another him from about the shoulders up, leaned out of his body like that and laid his hand in my hand. And then his whole body started shaking and, and, and moving and jerking around. And uh, then when he went back to the doctor, of course, he had already started gaining weight. And the doctor said, we can't find that cancer. He said, well, yeah, I felt better. I rode my Harley down here. And he just, you know, <laughs> I saw him. And what started. do you think now? Is this was that his spirit that came? Oh yeah, that's what it was. Okay, his spirit. Yeah, uh, I've I've seen that more than once. I've seen it twice like that. Where, see, yours, but it looked a lot better than his body. Yeah. But you, it was him, and he just leaned out of his body. He. Because your spirit's constantly reaching for God. It wants. Well, that's what I thought. When you described that, I thought that that second person, which now we said is the spirit, wasn't going to wait till your hand got, uh -uh. till he wanted to get out there and get that, man. Yeah, yeah, because the man was dying, you know. I wasn't sure he was going to make it through the service. That's how bad. And when you saw him through the Lord's eyes, obviously that's what made you able to see the spirit the spirit man come sure. out yeah and i didn't ask for that i was just did, looking did it, did it give you a sense of faith way. when that happened or was it just it is what it is it was just a well you know you're in the you know you're in a supernatural realm right at yeah. that moment yeah and faith is easy when you're in that realm it's very easy because you're seeing things that that nobody else is seeing that's not normal and you know you're in another place and um I think that happens a lot of times. It seems like when you least expect it, something like that takes place. And it takes you until you get out of that to realize really what you, what you were into at that moment. And, wow. uh, but you never wow. forget it. You never forget it. Brother. Well, you know, back to the Roseanne thing, and I'm just going to, I probably would announce this. God gave me a, um, a revelation about a year, year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. I had it, um, I'm trying to remember right now if it was a dream or a vision, but it was like in one moment I saw a picture of an actual actress. I won't say who it is because I don't want to, I won't, I don't want to say who it is, but God showed me a picture of an actress and the actress's last name on a, like a marquee. And it was my marquee at, at like what we're mm -hmm. doing here. And it was, and it had the name of the program or the, or the um, section, what would we call it? Like we have prophets and patriots. And then mm -hmm. we have a regular, but this, this is another uh, type of episode called God Talked. Like, hey, you want to get God Talked? You know, mm -hmm. that's what it was. It was called God Talked. And I've yeah. been telling my staff, they've probably forgotten it. We're going to have a show or, or a section of our show called God Talk. I'll probably make that with Roseanne. And so, cause, you oh, know, and, and what awesome. it was, was actors and celebrities who wanted to talk about God. That's awesome. And it was called, the, the, our, so we'll call that God Talked. And uh, we'll bring more on like that. Oh, you know? yeah, that, that would be awesome. Because God's not nearly as put out with things as we are. He's not, you yeah. know, sorry, so when you really think about it, he's not very religious, is he? Who, who's no. he going to be religious about? No, uh, <laughs> he's not. He's not. And uh, he just, he is a, 
he's God, man. And he, I'm glad he's God, not some fool. Ain't you? <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. Well, Robin, we talked just for a minute, a minute before we came on. And I said, yeah. what do you want to talk about today? A lot of times we start it and we don't know. Yeah, that's true. And most of the time it's that way. But today you said, let's talk about governments in the occult. Uh, and I'm yep. just going to throw it to you and say, what, what's on your mind about that? All right. Well, let's pray, Steve. Yeah. First. Lord, yeah. I pray that that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened now, Lord, everyone viewing, everyone listening. And I give you praise for it. Tell us things, Lord, that we can say that's not even, that's not normally heard, Lord, yeah. that it'll be heard by the spirit of everyone listening. And I give you praise and honor for those that know you listening, that it'll excite their spirit. And those that don't know you, it will compel them to know you. And I give you praise and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, I, uh, this is something I think the Lord has, he's had me on for a little while now. And I was up in uh, Maryville, Tennessee, and I began to talk about some of this. And, um, you know, I, I'm a prophet. I, I deal with things in the prophetic realm. And, and for me to try to operate in another place, other than the way I move in the spirit is just, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't help any, Yeah, you know, for me, I, I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd be that much help, but I want everybody to, to listen to something and just lend your ear a few minutes. In uh first Chronicles chapter 14, if you look at verse 11 and 12, listen to this. It said, so they came to, to Baal Perazim. And David smote them there, talking about the Philistines. Then David said, God hath broken in upon my enemies by mine hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of that place Belparazim, the God of the breakthrough. And when they had left their gods there, now mm. listen to this, said the Philistines left their gods there. Wow. David gave a commandment and they were burned with fire when, when they left their gods there. See, governments, governments have enough sense, Steve. They know. Now, this is the truth. They know that beyond what they can see, beyond what's around them in the physical, they know there's powers beyond this. And they know there's another realm out here. Now, they don't want you to know it but they know it. And it's always been that way. Even as far back as this, look how the Philistines brought their gods with them hmm. into battle. They would always take their gods with them. And if governments don't believe that there's a world out here hmm. beyond what they are talking about and beyond what they want you to know, then how come every government had gods? The Greeks had gods. Rome, Rome, the closest thing to America that we know of in government-wise, uh, had gods. They all had gods. They knew there was something beyond them. They knew there were, and there was something out there. And so they would call on these gods and these powers that be, and they would contact them through rituals or whatever. And that this is known as the occult. This is known how, this is how it's known. Now, governments, okay, you just take like things we've talked about on, on this program. Take like CERN. 
the organization CERN there in CERN, Switzerland. Okay, they have a the big LHC, the Large Hadron Collider, where they say they're looking for the God particle. And governments from everywhere support that thing. But they're looking for the God particle, but it's an underground facility, and it's mm. in a, like a 17-mile circle or so underground, mm. and they fire these particles out. Oh, this is what they tell you they do. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And it's a portal. It makes a portal. But they built it on the temple of Apollo. And why would they build that on the temple of Apollo? And then why do you see outside in their courtyard the god Shiva, the Hindu god of destruction? They have these idols, and they build it on the temple of false gods. And they do these things because they're calling on the power of these gods. They're, they're doing these things on purpose. And I want you to, uh, you know, we've talked about this. We've talked about um, Caesarea Philippi. And we were there, you know, together in Israel. Yeah. And when you go back and look at that, place, Jesus gave a very, very, um, he gave an actual, probably a 2000 year into the future prophecy. They're standing there because in Caesarea Philippi, there was only one thing that went on there. And that was the temple of Pan. And Pan was a, now I know people say, well, brother Robin, you know, you're just talking about some wild stuff and this ain't very interesting but I, <laughs> it's I interesting would, to me <laughs> i would be i would venture to say it's going to be very interesting to yeah. you in about 15 minutes uh -huh. so 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 when you start looking at caesarea philippi if they have a way to put scripture on the screen we could read it in matthew 16 13 yeah, we that. start reading down through there and jesus uh says when he came into the coast of caesarea philippi he asked his disciples, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, uh, just keep following me. And some said, thou art John the Baptist. Uh, some said Elijah. Others say Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said, but who do you say I am? And Peter answered and said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And it's just got all over Peter because, you know, nobody was born again until Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. Nobody. So he heard something that the father spoke to him without his spirit being alive to God. Imagine that. It probably just went all over him. He didn't know what to do with that. He said, you're the son of the living God. And Jesus said this. He said, and Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon, son of Jonah, Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood is not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And he said this, now watch the next verse. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, or Petros, a piece of a rock. It may, this is something that made you solid. And upon this rock, Petra, this Gibraltar of a boulder that I'm the Christ, I'll build my church. And then he said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, what is he talking about? Well, the answer is, is where he is. 
He's in the location of Caesarea Philippi, the uttermost top uh, above the Galilee at the foot of Mount Hermon or Hermon, where the Jordan River begins. And there was the temple of Pan. Hmm. Now, Pan was a goat man. Pan was a, a half man, half goat. And there at the in Caesarea Philippi, I imagine those Jewish men were wondering, what are we doing here in pagan territory? Yeah. Well, Jesus is about to give a prophecy that the church has no clue of. Because now watch what he says. So he starts talking to them about this. At the temple of Pan, it was a half goat, half man. All right. There's a cave there. And you know what I'm talking about, yeah. but I'm saying this for everybody else. Yeah. There's a cave there that's called the gates of hell. And what it was, was they believed it was a portal that went into hell. And in the wintertime, Pan would go into that portal and he would go down into, they called Hades. But there was something else interesting there, Steve. There was a shrine to Caesar because they believed he was a God. So this Pan and the gates of hell worked with government. And there it's set together. Now, all governments know there's a spirit world. They yeah. just don't want you to know it. Hmm. So there in the niches and the walls were little nymph spirits, hmm. female spirits. That was Pan's women, so to speak. Yeah. So in the wintertime, he would hibernate in hell. And they believed that in hell, you know, he was down there doing all kinds of stuff. And so... When you approached in the springtime, they had to arouse Pan. And I use that word on purpose because they did. They had to arouse him. Now, this is very important. So they would come up to the temple of Pan with their people. People would come from everywhere. And I imagine those Jewish men wondered, why am I? what are we here for in this pagan place? So this is what went on. They came to a certain time in the spring to arouse Pan. So they would come up in the springtime and they had, they, the first thing they would see was dancing goats. There's a little courtyard there where they had these trained goats to dance. Hmm. They would buy a goat, sacrifice it, offer it to Pan by throwing it in that cave. And in those days it was full of water. And so if the goat sank, Pan would accept their sacrifice. Oh, weird. If it didn't sink, they had to offer a child. So, uh, their child. So they would come. This is the way it would go on. Then after the sacrifices were either accepted or not accepted, and all this had gone on, then the high priest and priestess of Pan would come out, and they would, be, they would get the goats to mate in front of the people. Then the high priest and, and priestess would mate in front of the people. Then they would join the goats and mate in front of the people. And then the people would join the goats and the high priest and priestess. And this animal and human interaction would start going on and it would go crazy. And it was called pandemonium. Oh, man. So they would call it pandemonium. Now, in this pandemonium, they believed Pan would, they would arouse him. You understand yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And draw him up through that portal into a human realm to bless the crops. 
He was a fertility God. Now, Jesus said, and they had a, a place there called the Rock of the Gods. Well, there they had all kinds of gods. Now, Baal was also in the vicinity of that place. Some believe there. So they had this rock of the gods. So Jesus looked at them and said, who do you say I am? Hmm. And Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, yes. And he said, that made you solid. And on this rock, not that rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Okay, he's talking about that cave. And yeah, I mean, in this case, you're talking about the very cave we were standing at. Yes. And you and yes. I were there. So. And so they're watching all of this, probably seeing the pandemonium. And he said, oh, wow. the gates of hell will not prevail against my church wow. that I build. So now he's prophesying a future event. He's prophesying something futuristic mm. because the church didn't exist at the time. Steve, there wasn't a church. That's true. He, I mean, he would have used the word ecclesi, ecclesia or ecclesia, how are you saying? Ecle yeah, ecclesia, ecclesia. Yeah. He would, there was no church. He would have been saying, my ruling body, uh, the gates of hell will not prevail against right. my ruling people. My, That's exactly right. Yeah. And so, but people have always preached it this way. Well, we, you know, we'll attack the gates of hell. We'll do this. We'll do that. That's not even what he's speaking about. Hmm. He said, the day will come. This was a prophecy. Yeah. He said, the day will come. I will build my church hmm. on this rock that I'm the Christ. Yeah. And he said, in the day the church is built, the gates of hell will be open. And my church will have to do battle against it in that time. Wait, say that one again. That last He sentence. said, in the day I build my church on this rock, not that rock. Then the gate of hell, the gates of hell will do battle against the church and the church will have to overcome it. Yeah. Well, wow. there wasn't a church at that time. He was prophesying that the day will come when that gate will be open again. And when it does, the church will have to be the one that puts it down. Well, in 2016, in 2015, CERN, on the temple of Apollo opened, tried to open a portal in 2015. CERN's a farce, Steve. It's fake farce. It's it fake. A, in, when you say it's, it's a fake. Cover up, okay. It's a cover up for a satanic occult that's in the, in trying to open a bottomless pit of revelation chapter nine. Wow. Revelation nine says, and around verse 11, it's really prevalent. It starts talking about that uh, the bottom, a key is given to a fallen angel and he opens the bottomless pit. And out of it comes the swarm of demonic beings, but a captain is placed over them and his name is Apollyon. And they built CERN on the temple of Apollo and they're trying to open that other dimension. And you're saying it's not that they have opened it, but they're trying? Or... Oh, they're trying their best to open it. Yeah. So in 15, they had it up to speed and they thought they were going to open it. Hmm. And they thought they would get it open and bring the end about. Now watch this. They have Shiva outside their door 
in their courtyards. They, there was even a human sacrifice, they said, caught on video, and you can find that. Yeah. And CERN didn't deny yeah. it. They just said, oh, it was fake. It was people horsing around. Well, why do you horse around with a human sacrifice on the temple of Apollo with the god Shiva, the god of destruction, in your courtyard? Wow. And so, and then right, and, and, and so we, we see all that. Well, at the, about the same time, in, uh, in, uh, at the Gothard Rail Tunnel, which they don't call a tunnel. They call a portal. That's what they call it. This it's is different portal. than CERN? Is this different than yes, CERN? Yes, it's different. Okay, okay. But it's mm. all in Switzerland. Okay, all And in right Switzerland. about the same time, they begin to open this, this Gothard Rail Tunnel, the deepest rail portal known. Hmm. So, and it's mainly open to carry politicians. Isn't that amazing? And, and carry them fast through the Alps and so forth. So they're going to have this ceremony to open it. So when they have this ceremony in 2015, 16, so they bring in all these dignitaries and they bring in four different clergymen from the Catholic faith, the Jewish faith, Protestant faith, and the wow. Muslim faith. They bring these four in because nine people died during the work of the tunnel. So they came in to commemorate and bless the service, so to speak. That's what yeah. they were doing. And so they come in to uh, dedicate or something, a monument to those dead. Yeah. Okay. So they gather everybody and all these dignitaries underground. They put them underground. They have stands on each side and everybody's watching their clean cut Steve with their ties and their suits and the women in their press dresses mm. and, and uh, head, the head of Germany was there, different heads of state. Mm. And so it begins, let's dedicate this rail tunnel. How are we going to do it? Oh, I know everybody just watch. So then the first thing that happens, it's in a cave and they're literally underground. Then they bring in this wagon. And when this wagon comes in, it has humans standing in it in their underwear, men and women in chains. Hmm. So they come in in this wagon. And then suddenly this topless angel comes flying down out of the ceiling. And, and it's a transgender looking angel comes flying down out of the ceiling and uh, a topless, bare-breasted, everything coming down and swoops around over those people in that wagon. And when it, when it does, this pandemonium hits them and they start recreating lewd sexual acts in this wagon. Then these demons come out of the ground all around it. And then you have these uh, Wiccans like these Norsemen and these with these oak leaves and all, they come marching up out of it and they're all underground. Now this is supposed to be hell. It's supposed to be in Hades. Now, and this is dedicating a rail tunnel for a train. And so here they are. And then all at once, Steve, the goat man comes running out of nowhere and he starts running around the wagon and he's doing all these dances and the dead, start dying uh, these men and hanging from the ceiling dead when he comes out 
All right, and then they go through all these lewd, sexual-looking things and this topless angel flying everywhere. And then they clear the floor, and this guy comes out with his fedora on and his uh, suit coat, but with no tie, and he's just walking around casual, and he's yodeling this eerie yodel. It's a Weird. real occultic type chant yodel and when he does the goat man this goat person walks out and's mesmerized and stops and turns and looks at him and the man starts walking toward the opening of of hell motioning for him to come this way come this way and hit and pan now has been aroused and they start bringing him toward the opening and then they stop it they move everybody outside into the earth now in the open. Yeah. And they get them all seated again. Airplanes, flyovers, salute this whole event, different things. And then all at once, you hear this marching sound. And these workers in orange jumpsuits and hard hats come marching up out of hell. And they march up onto a platform, a level platform. And then suddenly, some of them break loose and they run toward the end of it and climb this wall like they're on a cave wall. But it's a video wall and it's simulating a cave and they're trying to break through this cave. Some mm. of them start falling and dying, sacrificing. And they start trying to break through. And the more they break through, they're, they're having a hard time. Then this spirit hits all these workers standing on this platform. Yeah. And when they do, they start stripping their clothes off and simulating a sex, sexual lewd acts out on the earth. And as soon as they start doing that, these eyes appear on the screen. And then the goat man's face appears. They're luring him out of hell. They're recreating Caesarea Philippi. And Crazy. then all at once, these beings appear and they have these sheer uh like shrouds and they start laying them on people and they start dying falling on down to the earth screaming and a pandemic in other words has been shown because it's pan pandemonium then pandemic and then yeah. they start they keep this sexual act going up just like the goats and the yeah. high priest and all that and so pan suddenly breaks out of that cave and runs out on the earth. And when he runs out on the earth, he stops and sits down in the middle of the, of the platform, looking at everybody. And these three uh, large headed men come out and bow down to him and bow down to him. And everybody starts worshiping this pan. And then it ends. What's the, three, what's the three large-headed? What's that? I don't know, but it makes you wonder, don't it, Steve, yeah. that there's only three men in the earth that keeps a one-world government from coming into being. Three. Could it be Donald Trump, Netanyahu, and Vladimir Putin? Okay, so those three, whoever the three were, were trying to resist them? Is that what you're saying? They have to make them bow. Okay. He has to make them bow. Okay. And see, Pan... I believe that was the prophecy when Jesus said it. He said, when my church is on the earth, Ooh. that gate will be opened again. 
And when it does, the church is going to have to do battle with this thing. And after Pan came on the earth, after that event, pandemic hit, panic hit, pandemonium hit, and there's only one other thing left in the pan. They call it pan-globalism. Oh. Trying to bring a one world government okay. together. And so those gates were opened. Now, when those gates were opened and the gates of hell, notice things started showing up in the earth, Steve. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Things started happening. You know, I'm, I'm talking about, and we, we were shown some of this, and uh, Hollywood tried to show it to us in a couple different things. You know, here's what people don't understand, and I know people think, this is wild, bro. This is just I mean, It's wild, wild, but I mean, it's happening. And when you say we were shown some of this, you're yep, talking about okay, like in a... Okay, before I get to that, okay. let me say this. In 2010... Obama appeared on the cover of Newsweek magazine. Oh, I remember that. He appeared as Sheba. If anyone wants to grab that clip, someone, uh, someone, we we showed that before. If anyone can grab that, but yeah, go go ahead. Oh, I've probably got this backward, but um, I could go back to 2008 first. And, uh, and let me ask you this. See, there was the throne of Satan. Now watch this. The throne of Satan that was excavated from Turkey and the throne of Pergamon that Revelation 4 speaks of, the throne of Satan, uh, or 3, I think it is, speaks of the throne of Satan. Anyways, in the book of Revelation, it talks about where Antipas was offered on the throne of Satan. Well, it's talking about the altar of Pergamon, the throne of Zeus, the altar of, of Zeus. Well, when it was erected, it was excavated, shipped back to a place that later became known as Germany. And it was put there. And when they assembled it back together, the throne of Satan, once all the pieces arrived, Germany became a nation. And then when it was assembled together and so forth, Hitler was born in Austria on April 20th. And as soon as the throne of Satan was, was assembled, and put in, uh, put in place, World War I broke out, where bloodshed started coming like that. Then Hitler was born and would rose to power. And, and, you know, I'm just running through this. Yeah, he yeah. rose to power. When he rose to power, he needed a platform to speak from. So Albert Sphere, an architect, went to Berlin, looked at the throne of Satan, recreated it for Hitler to speak. That was that Hitler. massive open air. That's right. Thing That's, that I wish built. I could send you the picture I've got right here in front of. Yeah. Me. If anyone, because I've seen a picture of that, but I, but it's, it's massive. Yeah. Oh, it right. is. And, and what, but here's my point. Why would Hitler want the throne of Satan to speak from? Because governments know beyond them are dark is the dark world of the spirit world. That's why they always have gods. That's why CERN does what it does. That's why Sheba's out in the parking lot of CERN and so forth. That's why uh, uh, Hitler had the throne of Satan. And from it, he uttered final solution 
is where that words came from. And so uh, to, to annihilate the Jews. Well, in 2008, when Barack Obama was nominated to be president, he recre they recreated the throne of Satan and put it in Mile okay, High Stadium. There's where there's, Hitler, what Hitler had erected that's his for himself. Nuremberg, uh, platform. There's Obama's. Oh man! Can anybody show? Can they show the throne of Satan in Berlin, the throne yeah. of Pergamon, the Pergamon altar? Yeah, it I, and Obama's yeah. is almost identical. Uh, that's the Nuremberg one patterned after it, but the one in Berlin is called the Pergamon altar. Okay. And I'm looking at it right here, a picture of it. But this was what Obama patterned his after. And get this, Steve, they put it on a high place, the 50-yard line, mile-high stadium. Oh, on really? On field. Because and from there, the throne of Satan on the highest place in America there that he could have went to, he accepted. There's the throne of Satan right there. And where is that located? That's that was in Berlin. Now I think they closed it or it's still in Germany intact. Now look at that and look at Obama's. And on a high place, this is what he said. I accept your nomination as president. Now, if governments don't know this, why do they keep doing it? Yeah. yeah. Then in 2010, a dark prophecy was given. I believe. Look at, look at that picture on Newsweek. If they have it now. Yeah. See if you guys got that. Uh, there it now is. I want you to look at this. Here is Obama on the right. If I'm looking at it from here on yeah. the right, they call that one, that's Shiva. That's the Hindu God of destruction. All right. If you can see close enough, there's cobras coming out from under its arm and, and above it and different well, things. And this, this being, whatever this is on the right, his foot is on a baby. If we can, unless anyone's not seeing that his foot is it, on a baby. Now that ought to tell you something. Yeah. All right. Now look on the left. Now, Obama, the difference is, is he has six arms and watch what's in his hands. I think this was in 2010. It's the world, the military, the money, the housing, which is people's lifestyles or their lives, peace and medical. Okay. See medical. Yeah. Well, I, I see the peace, the dove. I can't see what's in his hand. That little something little in there. Yeah, there you have, you have the world, the helicopter, which is military, the money, you have houses or people's lives, families, peace, and then a stethoscope. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've got, you've got the world, military, money, medical, peace, and people's lives. Six arms. But now here is the thing. And the caption is God of all things. But if you could look and you could read it right down there on the lower right hand corner of, of Obama's picture there, it says something like this. You'd have to enlarge it to read it, but it says, um, I'll read it to you. Yeah. See if you can see it. It says why the modern presidency may be too much 
for one person to handle. What he was talking about, I believe, was a dark prophecy being given that there will be a one world government that that United States won't just be sovereign anymore. It's too big. Everything's too big for one president now. And so it's going to take Shiva. It's going to take the God of destruction. It's going to take all this and it will affect the world, the military, the money, the families, the medical. Think of it. Yeah. And Shiva standing on a baby. Now, if governments don't know this, why do they keep doing it? Now, we're trying to be shown. I'm trying to show the people that governments know what they're doing. They're intentionally serving Satan. Because, Steve, they know beyond yeah. their lives is spiritual power. Yeah. You know, they only expect you to believe you came from a monkey. Yeah. That's all. They Yeah, and that, you, that's an interesting point. I, until today, I'd never heard that, that you're saying they these world leaders have always believed in this supernatural, demonic, satanic, Satanism power. Or because, God. Or God. They pick, they pick or yeah. choose, one or the yeah. other, nothing in between. And so they don't want us to know that. No. That's their thing. They That's get to right. worship the evil deity or the evil, whatever you call that. That's right. And we're supposed to believe other things to keep us occupied, but they well, don't you want know, us I mean, to. You, you think about it. They, they don't, they know you didn't come from a monkey. Yeah. They know you didn't crawl as a blob out of the ocean and yeah. grow a tail on the shore, climb up a tree, lose the tail and become a monkey and then fall out of the tree and turn into a man. They know good and well you didn't do that. <laughs> That's good. That's they know that didn't happen. Yeah. And if it was, ha if it did happen, you could go to the zoo and watch it happen. Now there would be some signs of it right now, yeah. but it's not true. And they know it's not true. Yeah. Then what about this? After the gate of hell was open, why did the, a photo surfaced on, uh, uh and I remember Israel 365, you know, that the organization, they showed the photo and it said photo surfaces of WHO chief meeting Chinese officials with Shiva, the Hindu God of destruction sitting on their table. I saw that picture before. Why would they do that? I think that was in 16 or 17. I don't remember now, but after the gate of hell was open, why would that happen? Why they know there are, you say, does every politician know? No, no, they don't. Some politicians are just greedy. And just get involved in where they can thrive. You see world rulers in high places, they know. Yeah. Okay, we wrestle against flesh and blood. Uh, not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, power, power, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. In places. We wrestle those things. Now, governments know. <laughs> And wicked governments know they're out beyond you. Our founding fathers knew that's why everything's based on the Bible. Yeah. They knew there's a world beyond them. So that's why they were Christians. That's why even Harvard was seminaries. That's what it started out being. And all of this stuff, John Adams, uh, they had fasting and prayer meetings in Congress. Wow. They, they did all of that. That's why Moses is still in the halls of Congress. 
That's why the Ten Commandments hang there. It's and uh, the Declaration of Independence was actually made up of sermons preached 150 years before it was written. Really? It's wow. because we know beyond us there is a spirit world. Our nation knew it's God. That's how it was founded. But other nations, just like David, when he went out against the Philistines, they brought all their gods with them. Nimrod knew it. Uh, um, the Philistine uh, camps knew it. They knew there was a world. That's why they took the Ark of the Covenant and put it into Dagon's temple. I mean, you have places like France, and I've been there, and they uh, you hear, hear, hear people talking about that nation. It was a secular nation. It's a secular nation. It's called, They're into humanism, and supposedly they are not into... Uh, supernatural, but basically what you're saying is no, at the highest level, no, that's they're not right. into humanism at all. They're that's into right. the deity, the evil deities, if there's not that the deity is the right sure. word. Sure, so see, you, you yeah. nailed something big right there when you said at the highest levels. Yeah. See, because people are told what they need to know on a need-to-know basis. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just like Karl Marx. You know, Richard Wormbrand and his writings, you remember him. He, yeah. I think he ended up, it was from him, the voice of the martyrs were uh, written and developed and so forth. But he was a communist prisoner. And, uh, and communism says, we don't believe in God. We don't believe in religion. We don't believe in anything. But in one of their high magazines, they, they published a whole satanic communion service. Why would they do that? Why was Karl Marx, you go back and read some of his plays and some of the wordings of his plays, Steve, and they're straight up occultic, everything really? about it. Really? Why did Karl Marx, why is he buried in the cemetery in London that's reserved for warlocks and Satanists? Richard Wormbrand revealed that he was a Satanist and communism is the platter, see, that serves Satanism to people. And which one, which was the one that was a Satanist? Which is that last one you Karl said? Karl Marx. Karl Marx. I mean, Marx. if you didn't know, then they, it's proven to you because of where he was buried. It proves to you oh, it, what it, he was doing. You, you go back and study. People ought to read that. Uh, I think it's a book. Well, it's a book by Wormbrand, and um, it's called The Dark Prophet. You can oh, find man. a lot of the information in there. You, you, there's no way to deny what communism is. And notice when they marched up out of the gate of hell, they were in orange. They were, it was workers, uh, parties and all it was communism. Communism serves Satanism. Now people say, well, China's communist, China's, uh, communist China. They don't believe in God. Then why is Xi Jinping rewriting the Bible? Yeah. If you don't believe in God, why is the Bible being rewritten? Why is that a priority? He should just say, oh, we're atheists and we don't give a, we don't give a crap about this Bible stuff. They know. Why would he do it? Why are they rewriting the Bible? Yeah. If, if, if Noah Harari, the dark prophet of Klaus Schwab, if he's, if he don't believe in the, if he don't believe in God, why does every time he comes on, he says the God of the Hebrew Bible, we're going beyond the God of the Hebrew Bible, uh, the God of the Hebrew Bible. We don't care if we make him mad. The God of the, he always talks about God. 
these people know at the highest levels, but they constantly and, serve. And the ones that that are behind the scenes are literally worshiping Lucifer. Saying, oh, yeah. The ones Absolutely. that are doing that in your as you're talking about this, do they also know that there's a real God? Oh, sure. And that they're they're opposing the real God by by uh, siding with Satan. Do they know that they're doing that, or or do they just? I, oh yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Now, if you ask me who these people are, yeah. Well, I don't know who they are. Yeah. But at the highest levels, yeah. Somebody knows something. And what I'm trying to say is, it's nothing new. From the yeah. beginning of the first governments, hmm. they worshipped false gods. They always yeah. had false gods. And the reason being is because they knew anybody with any with sawdust in their head would mm. know there's something beyond you. Yeah. You know, a third grader can can refute evolution and make it look like stupidity. Well, you because, know, governments governments hire um, psychics all the time because psychics tap into something supernatural. They know that they're not. They know that there's a supernatural side. They're, they're either God or the sure other side, do. right? So when they govern and governments bring in prophets too, because they know prophets are in touch, in touch with God. That's right. Okay. So, yeah. Why? Why did Hitler? There's there's you a perfect example okay. of an antichrist. Yeah. Why did Hitler? try to capture and find the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, interesting. Why did he do that? Why did he go after the Holy Grail? Why was he after all the religious artifacts? Well, I, you know, do you know the answer? I'm curious if, if there, what, well, what sure, is it? Because Nazism is an occult worship. Okay. Why would he take the chosen people, the Jews, and do body experiments on them? You know, uh, I mean, the way he did and the way he treated them, mm. it was it was horrible what he did, yeah. especially to twins. Why would he do that to Jewish people? Why was he trying to genetically create another race of people? Why, if he didn't believe in a dark world beyond himself? Yeah. Hitler's technology. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Mm. You know that that little old. God did not have anything else going for him if a spirit wasn't attached to him. Yeah. And the technology that Nazi Germany had, Steve, was so far out that this is where pe people ought to realize where UFOs come from. Most UFOs are not even, most UFOs you see are not even spirit beings. What they are is technology uh, gotten from spirit beings in occultic worship. They, they tap that other side and they gain the knowledge of how to do these things. So you're saying most of the UFOs would be people that are lit. Maybe they're really in vehicles, but they they're in some advanced technology. And so. It, well, okay. sure. I mean, okay. Hitler, Hitler was developing. Okay, if you know there's a world outside yourself, yeah, and you know this and you know that, then, then if you could tap into it and become more advanced than anybody else around you from the technology, they could tell you how to build. 
because when I saw a big UFO one time, they went on and on. I think it flew over Houston and they zoomed in on that thing. Well, what made me realize real quick what it probably was is it had rivets on it. Oh, really? It had rivets. Now, what kind of UFO has American steel in it? Yeah, well, yeah, that's an invention by, yeah. <laughs> so, rivets. but it's so Good. far advanced in technology, a human couldn't have known it. And, and that's what I'm saying. A lot of the sites that people, oh, we're building this. A lot of them may have occultic rituals going on in it, contacting the spirit world, learning how to build this kind of thing. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Um, uh, Interesting. And principalities and powers of the air. Remember, a spirit can't operate in this world without a man. It just can't. It just can't do it. So it has to be teamed up with a man. Even God says we are co-laborers with him. And so you, you see things. The ancient Egyptians. Okay, the ancient Egyptians. Now, that's a government. That's a government that could do things that was amazing. All right. On their hieroglyphs and different images, they have something called the boat of a million years. And what it was is in the middle of it, it kind of looks like the Ark of the Covenant in a way. Oh, really? And it's setting, it's, it don't look like the Ark, but it's kind of made like that. Yeah. And it's setting up in this middle of this boat looking thing. And there's the jackal head, Anubis standing up in it, you know, half man, half, uh, jackal that's what they floated on a barge in 2010 down the hudson in front of the statue of liberty was a giant anubis really a giant jackal during obama's presidency why would you do that and so so in the ancient egyptian days you can look at it and on the end of the boat on each end is little tornadoes and it was called the boat of a million years what it actually was, was a stargate. They were building a way to bend light and open wormholes. And that's what those tornadoes were. And they claimed they could bring the spirit of Osiris from the underworld in through a wormhole into this dimension. And so even well, if today, they were technologies that were shared with those that were worshiping, let me ask you a question. Um, especially people would, would have heard this more as it relates to Hollywood and A-listers and uh, Illuminati and satanic worship and Luciferian worship and human sacrifices. That is openly pro... What are the words? That's open worship, adoration yeah. of Satan, the being, sure. Satan. Um, and they know what they're doing. They Somebody know. knows what they're doing. Yeah. I at mean, the highest levels. But I, you know, those that are attending these meetings in Hollywood where these horrible things, including traffic children and sure. sacrifices, they know that they're worshiping the deity Satan, right? They don't, they know that. Yeah, they know it. And I'll, I'll tell you this too. I think, I think that uh, the church is doing battle against the gate of hell that was opened. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I got to get this said before we close okay. today. But, but here is the, uh, we're doing battle against it. I believe Jim Caviezel, the movie 
that he came out with is doing battle against it. Sound of freedom. You know, Sheba has his, has his foot on a, on a, a baby. Yeah. I mean, everything is like that. So he's doing battle against it. That new, that guy that's on the internet that, that just did that honest song. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't about, think of his name, uh, but rich yeah. man from uh, north, north of, Richmond. of Richmond or something. Yeah. Yeah. You can listen to that and know it's anointed. You can hear it and know it's anointed. It'll make you weep. There's a, there's a, a power on it, but now he's, he's quoting scripture. Now he couldn't be bought. They said he turned down all that money. Well, whatever that is, the thing is, I think that's against the gates of hell. I think we're doing battle. I think dog, the bounty hunter doing what he's doing is against the gate. Roseanne is against the gate. I yeah. think we are pushing back and it's got to be yeah. in a way that's, that can do battle with that. Now, in Hollywood, you said Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. All right. Let me say this. There, there was a, um, there's a movie, and if, and if we'd have had time, your team had, could have got it easy, had the video clip. <clears throat> there's a movie. There was a, anything phenomenal, remember, is prophetic. Yeah. Now, I, I need all the viewers to get their catchers out here and catch this. That there was a movie called The Avengers. Okay. That was phenomenal. I didn't it see a, that, but yeah. oh, it was, and I'm not talking about all the spinoffs from it, but I, yeah. that movie was phenomenal. And so, you know, it's prophetic. Well, how could it be prophetic? Well, in this way, there's a scene in the movie. Now, remember the real star of that whole show is Captain America. Oh, okay. He's, he's the real star of it. Now that ought to give you a heads up. Now, he is a guy, watch this, who fought the Third Reich in World War II. He fought. I mean, the character Captain America. Captain thought, America. Okay. okay. He's, he goes way back to when I was a boy reading comic books. Yeah. I knew his backstory before they put it in a movie. Really? <clears throat> so he's, he, he was during World War II fighting Hitler, and his nemesis was called the Red Skull, who was a chemical experiment. Oh, man. Wow so right. forth well anyway he ends up being uh frozen in in ice or something and he comes back awake in modern times so now he comes awake and he's got to learn to adjust to this modern time but he's like a an old soul living in a new world now so he comes with the with the ideologies and the ideals that America was founded on. Now this is in the movie. Now watch okay. this. So he comes on the scene. So he's in modern times. Now don't forget that. Yeah. <clears throat> so in the Avengers, there's a guy named Thor, who's the god of thunder. Okay. I've uh, seen that character. Yeah. God. All right. He's got this brother on this show, and they they name him Loki. This is very important. His name is Loki. Okay, there's this scene where Loki walks in, and he's just uh, wearing a suit and tie, and he walks into this gathering, and he needs this guy's retina mm. to get in this secret room. So he just walks in and grabs the guy by the collar, picks him up and slams him down on like a Persian Babylonian altar-looking thing. Oh, wow. They're, they're lumping all this together now. 
he gouges this thing over his eye, takes wow. his eye or takes whatever he's got to get. And then he walks outside with it smiling. But now watch this, Steve. When he walks out the door, right in front of your eyes, he transforms. Hmm. And these horns come out the front of his head. Wow. This staff appears in his hand. And he's not Loki now. He's Baal. That's Baal. That's the very, that's Baal of the Old Testament. You go back and look up any picture you want of Baal. He's a man with horns coming out of his head and a lightning staff in his hand. Hmm. And he's wearing this thing. He's the ancient God Baal. So he walks out of there, turns into Baal and starts flashing this lightning stuff around. And then he gets to this crowd of people. He tells them to bow, bow. He hits his staff on the ground and it makes a fence around them Hmm. and hems them in and confines them. And he screams, bow. They all start bowing. And then he laughs and he said, you were made to bow. You were made to bow. You're supposed to bow. And then right in the middle of them, a Jewish man, an old man stands up in the middle and he says, I knew a man like you one time. He's talking about Hitler and he's, and he wouldn't bow. So he starts to kill the man with his lightning staff. Bail. Now it's bail. Yeah. yeah. He starts to kill the man with his rod. And when he shoots at him with it, captain America comes out of nowhere and jumps in front of him with his shield. And it reflects off and knocks him down on the ground, which shows you he's not a God. And then he can't beat him. So Iron Man comes in to help him, which represents technology. So technology in America put Bale down for a moment. Oh, that's good. Watch this. They get him on the plane and they're going to take him to prison. And Thor grabs him and jumps off the plane with him. Iron Man jumps off the plane chasing him. Captain America's old school, so he grabs a parachute and puts it on. <laughs> and he starts to jump out, and, and Black Widow flying the plane looks at him and says, Cap, now watch this. You might ought to sit this one out. Said these people are people of legend. Said they're basically gods. And Captain America looked at her and said, ma'am, there's only one God. And I'm pretty sure he don't dress that way. (laughs) And he jumped out after them. Wow. Now it showed a whole prophetic scenario. There's only one God. Baal worship is is prevalent. It's Baal we're doing battle with. The gates of hell were open at the... At Pan's temple is also where Baal was. So we've got Baal worship, Pan, the gates of hell open. And this movie was phenomenal because it showed that America was the resistance standing with Israel against all of this. And so now watch this close. Why they lumped Loki with Baal. They made Well, Loki 
is a demigod called a, a trickster god. Huh. A trickster god. Let me read you what a trickster god is. The archetype of a trickster god is a masterful yet unpredictable catalyst of psychological change. Hmm. Now remember that. Okay. What was Obama? The champion of change. change. Now watch this. What is trickster energy that this god has? Here it is. Challenges staid beliefs and well-worn habits by unearthing assumptions and toppling worldviews that have lost their youth usefulness. That's what a, a trickery God or trickster God is. Loki was a trickster God. Baal was the main God. Loki was a trickster God. Now watch. Could this demonic entity be at work now in the modern earth? Yes. But you don't know it as the name Loki. You don't know a trickster God as the name trickster God, but you do know the name Maui. Oh, wow. And Maui means trickster God. M-A-U-I, that Maui? Maui, that's on fire, that burned to the ground. That where the, where the what is the town in it? It's it's not Maui that all. Uh, Lahaina, 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 yeah. Yes, and that, uh, the meaning of that, I, I had the meaning of that to show you. The meaning of that goes right along with the trickster God. It's uh, strife. Uh, whatever it is it's and notice that was the place that was hit yeah and and so and loki was a god of fire oh wow now you start putting all this together and it starts to look really different to you now they're talking about a new strain of covid that's coming out the new strain of covid steve is uh e something something but they call it Eris. Oh, really? E-R-I-S. E-R-I-S is another God that means discord, uh, strife, discord. And the place that was hit in Maui, it actually means uh, cruel. Uh, I think it's cruel suffering or something. Yeah. And all yeah. of these are named after gods before they happen. Intentionally, you th you feel like they're doing it intentionally. Well, I'll tell these. you this, my brother. If they're not, they need to fix what makes it look like. Yeah, they are. I hear you. They're saying the word Lahaina means cruel or merciless son. Merciless son. S U N, I guess. Yeah, cruel or merciless son. S U N. That's what son. it means. And Eris is a feminine name of Greek origin, uh, and and listen what it means. It means strife. It's the Greek goddess of discord. And that's the new strain of COVID they're trying to lock everybody up with. Why is all of this happening? Because government's high power knows that beyond them is another world. And these yeah. names are what's accessed. 
And so they are actually accessing all of these yeah, I mean, things. while pretending not to even believe in that, that thing, right. they are absolutely acting in accordance with the gods that they are serving by these names. That's exactly and by, right. And by Lucifer himself. Gee. That's exactly right. And the Avengers that I was talking about, yeah, it was written by a Jewish man. Oh, well. And, this, and what about the Disney phenomenal, The Mandalorian? One of the episodes of it, just one of the episodes that set up the whole main phenomenal series was this. It's about a child that was sought after to be dissected. And he went and got it to bring it in to be dissected. And when he starts coming in, his ship starts coming in. Lo and behold, right as it comes to the ground, there's the Arch of Baal. The Arch of Baal, the same Arch of Baal that was put in, uh, that was in Palmyra, Syria, where they carried babies through to offer them a sacrifice. The same Arch. And then the same Arch of Baal was put in the, uh, in the park in New York City yeah, when Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton started running for president. The same arch was set in the in the park across from the Capitol when Brett Kavanaugh was being going through that and aimed it at the door. The same arch was the one that Boris uh, Johnson dedicated in London that two dark spirits like bats flew through. The same arch. Now, if governments don't know, yeah, why are they doing it? And so well, now you know why they hate prophets. Well, yeah, I mean, you're shining a, a very bright light on all of that. And now for the people that now have learned this, and I, I didn't know all this. I mean, I knew some of this, but I, I didn't know all of this. And it never occurred to me that they absolutely all believe in the supernatural. They just don't want you to believe in it. Uh, you know, even real estate agents that you just go around looking at houses. And they'll say something like this. Well, if it's meant to be, yeah, you'll get it. Yeah. If it's meant to be, well, what are they referring to? There's a power beyond us. That's right. They believe is directing it. Governments believe it too. Yeah. They know it. And now how much of it they're accessing, who knows right now. But Steve, when Elijah, with the government of Israel, went against the prophets of Baal because Baal became the government of Israel for a while. He became the God of Ahab and Jezebel. It's crazy. And Elijah had to confront in the political realm who could access the portal and send fire to the earth. Well, and it seems like we're coming up to the... Um... You know, the Elijah's on the earth versus yes. Baal. Uh, we're coming up uh, to showdowns uh, more so. Do you think we're coming to showdowns? Coming oh, up to I showdowns? do. I do. And you remember the song, um, who was it that sang it? And they, they would be upset probably because I didn't remember, but it was a phenomenal song in the church. Uh, these are the days of Elijah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are the days of Elijah. Yeah. Um, and it says, these are the days of my servant, David, Moses. And it talks about Elijah. That was prophetic. All that's yeah. prophetic. This is what I believe. And I don't know how much flack we'll catch over stuff like this broadcast. 
But I'm going to tell you something. I believe there's about to be a head-to-head. Boom. There's about to be a head-to-head. Confrontation. Uh, yeah, and I think it. I don't think it can wait much longer. Yeah. It's going to come to a place. Well, you know, even even Roseanne today on that clip, you know, she says, then we're not going to take it anywhere. We can stop it. And, of course, she's not talking about anybody doing that in the flesh. No, no. See, because we wrestle against four spirits. Yeah. And if we had time, I could tell you what those spirits are. And and we're we're actually doing battle now with ten different dark spirits. Really? Okay. Yeah, and they've been led in the earth when the gates of hell were open. And, and, and what the, the, okay, I'll just leave it at this. The spirits of the giants, you know, everybody gets all, they get, oh, they get so taken over with Nephilim, Rephaim, Anakim, Zuzim, and people will almost lose it studying about giants. Yeah. And you think, why, man, why? Well, they're trying to make giants again. Well, let me ask you a question. I just want to, I'm just going to be straight up with you. To make a 15 foot, 18 foot man to walk in the earth. Well, to make a, a, a 13, 15 foot man, 18 foot tall man in the earth, a giant like Goliath and so forth that walks around through the earth wouldn't do Satan much good now. They just wouldn't do him much good. Because any Bubba with a 30 alt six could bring him down. I mean, we've got a 30-30 that could bring him down. So I don't know that. Well, a rock did, and so did a spear. And a sword cut his head off. So to, for Satan to have a thousand giants start marching down a city street, they'd be a bunch of country boys go giant hunting. And they could get rid of them too. But the spirits of those giants are being used another way. And that's probably for another broadcast. That's for another day to tell. But my point today is I wanted everybody to see that governments believe in the spirit world. They just don't want you to believe in it. And they give you aliens as little uh, warped green men and whatever they're going to show you. But we're dealing with the world of the spirit. Some things in the second heavens would probably be fallen beings, different things, spirit beings. But a lot of the things you're seeing show up flying around in the earth is demonic, but its government has gained knowledge from that dark world and how to build that kind of technology. That's how Hitler did it. And so, anyway. That's where we are. Well, anyway, today, that's what I came on the online to talk about. I felt like that's what we should talk about. And um, I thank God for people like Roseanne. I thank God for people like Dog. I thank God for people that know that inside world. And now you know why they're getting so mad in the world of Hollywood and all about things being revealed. Because there are people that know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. All right. Well, let's, let me go ahead and pray over the people. You, let's go ahead and do that before we close today. Now, Father, I ask you, Lord, I ask you to reveal to your people 
this book, this word, Lord God, I ask you to reveal to them because this is the word and the name of Jesus in which we resist. And our first line of resistance is the knowledge of what we've heard today. And I ask you, Lord God, to let it sink deep in the hearts of the people. And Lord, show them in your word that it's love and faith in the name released out of our mouth, speaking the word that does battle with these terrible things that are going on. And Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we put out a prophetic declaration. Jesus said that the gates of hell, when they're open, wouldn't prevail against us. So right now, Lord God, I release my faith in the name of Jesus that we resist these these things coming up out of these gates. And by faith, we take our government back. We take our way of life back that the founding fathers founded for us to live in. And we take that back now in the name of Jesus. We speak St. John 1, verses 1 through 14 into the void that Satan has created. And we order these things to bow the knee according to 1 Peter. And Lord God, and according to Philippians 2, 9, 10, and 11, yes, that Jesus has been given a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Yeah. Things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Well, yeah, we have to get... That's that's really good, Robin. I mean, so important for people to know. I mean, my eyes are open. Like I said, I never really thought about that. That because part of me would say, well, they don't really believe in God, so they're trying to tap into some power. But they they really believe in God because even you said they believe in the devil's belief because they and tremble, so they believe. They believe they're trying to uh, they're trying to conquer him with what they hope is a stronger evil spirit. Well, see, because if there's another program for us. If we wanted yeah. one day, maybe we'll do that. How Satan seeks to seal up the sum and stop time to where it can't go anywhere. And he can live right here and control everything, you know, and that that's a real agenda. Really? Really? It's a real agenda. Well, that whole thing. He, he seeks to change times and the laws and or laws. the law. Um, yeah. So See, he, he wants to merge his mind with the mind of men. He has to do that. And, um, well, uh, that's his, it's his, his way of survival, right? He wants to survive instead of being in, eternally uh, in hell, I guess is what may, he must know that that's coming. Well, see, he can read, yeah, but he can't travel into the future. Yeah. So he travels through time. He moves time around. Oh, that's interesting. And, and so he'll take an, and twist a scripture. He can read it, but he can't go into future and change it. So he has to manipulate times and laws in order that we never get there. Yeah. And that's what he's after. And, um, but at the highest levels, this by the stuff way, is known, Stephen. Uh, by the way, um, um, thanking you for this. And then I was going to point out that this is your birthday. I hope I'm not talking out of school. Was it your birthday yesterday? When was your birthday? Oh, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Well, happy birthday yeah. to well, you. thank you. Krista's yeah. was the 24th okay. um, of this month. My granddaughter's is the 27th of this month. Mine was the 20th. the 29th. Okay. Yeah, mine was yeah. the 20th. So uh, 
you know, this month. Yeah, yeah, it just happened here a week or two. That's right, because I told you happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they come faster and furious. Well, that's awesome. All right, well, man, I appreciate it so much. It's uh, very, very helpful. Thanks for praying for the people. And Hey, well, good good having you on, Robin. We love you very yeah. much, Robin and Thank Robin. Thank you for and, having uh, me. God Krista bless you. Said, she's going to remind her that Krista will be on at about an hour and a half from now-ish on Elijah yeah. Fire. So don't miss Elijah Fire with Krista Bullock. So. Or no, she's not Bullock anymore, is she? Does she? Does she? No, she's Crittenden. Crittenden. Uh, Crittenden. Yeah, that's her last name. She married Austin Crittenden, and uh, he's a young prophet, and he's a powerful prophet. Her, uh, so her name. She said, but I'm. She said, I'm going by Krista Jordan Bullock Crittenden. So <laughs> Bullock, uh, Bullock Dash. She puts a probably yeah, a hyphen Crittenden. in there. Yeah, well, that's a lot to write out, but it is who she is. So, yeah. All right, man. Love you. Uh, a quick love reminder to see uh, Johnny will be with us tomorrow. He's normally with us on Monday, so we'll see Johnny tomorrow. All right. Thanks a lot, Robin. Blessings, oh, blessings. Bless shalom, shalom. Shalom, we'll, shalom. We'll see you again soon. Okay. All bye right. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.